This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. If you do want to join tonight, easy easy to do. You just press the request button, and uh, that comes through. So then we get you on board. Um, we get you out speaking to everyone, and uh, we can hear your opinions. So, uh, yeah, hopefully. Um, and then we go from there. So, yeah. Evening, Omar. There we go. Hello, fellow. You all right? Hello, guys. Are you good? Yeah, mate, all good, all good, all good. So, um, we were there yesterday, mate, and um, it was a crock of shit, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great at all, mate, was it, to be honest? I think, you know, from about 15 minutes onwards, after we went 1 0 up, we just seemed to kind of fall apart, didn't it, really, mate? Obviously, done well to get 1 0 up, Tom Bradshaw getting the goal, well worked down the left hand side, thinking, okay, here we go. Um, and after that, we just kind of set off them, didn't we, and just allowed them to 
dictate the play and they came at us and you know a team that's low on confidence before the game you would you know kind of expect that we'd put them to the sword especially we went one up but then yeah obviously like we said you know it just fell away in the second half two quick goals and we didn't have an answer back to them mate disappointing yeah, we were we were really light in the midfield. To be fair, and I mean, I think the their number ten was just fucking at everyone. Um, you know, we were making him look like he was world class Messi. If I'm honest, mate, he was just fucking all over the place. We we just couldn't. It was too lively for us. We just didn't decide to close him down. And he was there in the middle of everything. He was getting balls. I mean, at some point he was running through three or four of our players at a time. I mean, I, I was calling it early, but he just proved the point that he was just getting more and more dangerous as the time went on. Yeah, it was Dembele, wasn't it? Because um, it was him and Sally yeah, Smod six yeah. up front. I think the pair of them just kind of dropped off and caused that little bit of problems between the midfield and defence. And it's like, yeah, he was right. You know, you said it early doors yesterday and he was constantly a fall on the side. But obviously, you know, we just gave him a lot of time and space and eventually their chance came along and they took it away. And, you know, it's just disappointing, mate, looking back on it now. Thinking about it, thinking, you know, like 2,500 Millwall fans there yesterday. Big chance to kind of, you know, get a little bit of run of form together. But we're so bipolar, as someone said in the tweet the other day. Yeah, that was a good that was a good post yesterday, wasn't it? From um, whoever it was who said, you know, we, we are, but but we know we are. We 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 are what we want. I think it's what pisses me off. He said, you know, Birmingham, we probably played the best we played all season, and then we go away to Peterborough on a game where probably the team thinks, oh, we should be able to piss this, and then they never do. That's the problem. They think, oh yeah, we we you know games where they think, oh, we should win this, they never do. Games they go into where they're the underdog. It's the games where they suddenly perform, you know, like FA Cup games against big teams and, and, and other bits and pieces like that. Then that's where they don't perform. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they have a fear of fucking, you know, major, major events. But, you know, realistically, two and a half thousand people there yesterday, two and a half thousand mil there yesterday. We, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have folded like we did. I mean, it was, it was the worst I've seen us play in, in a hell of a long time. But it's not the worst we've played all season. It's happened a couple of times now. Do you know what I mean? I think it's it's how much do you blame the manager for that and how much do you blame the players for it? I think that's what we were saying on the way back yesterday, weren't we? Do you know what I mean, Gaze? It's like, I think you sometimes look at it and you think, yeah, OK, one thing, he picks the team. But it's the same team that played Birmingham last week. You know, yeah. the brief was to go same again this week sort of thing. And yeah. I, I just think, for me, the players just either... I don't think it's stage fright, like you say there. Or I think it's more so like, is it the hunger? Who's going to lead that group of players to make sure they're on it every game? Um, and I guess that's that's when it can fall back on the manager as well in that case. But no, yeah. that's it. I mean, I mean, look, if you want to get involved, if you've got an opinion on this, or you just want to throw in a, a, a different opinion or whatever, just press the request button. We we'll get you straight on, and you can you can speak live. Obviously, this is how um, we just record a different pod, uh, do it this way to try and get as much interaction as we can. Uh, you can retweet this, help get some more numbers on. But yeah, just press request, and we we'll get you straight on. I mean, we had a discussion on the way home. Is it, is it really down to that the captain we've got just isn't strong enough in in demand? Because something we used to yesterday was that if Morrison was in that team, we might have won it or we might have played slightly differently because he he, he used to boss people around, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, that's it. I think it's like it's not necessarily even if he was playing or not. It's more if he's in that dressing room, he's got the players on song. And I think, you know, like we said about Pierce yesterday, his player doesn't really, he doesn't get involved, so to speak, in, on the playing side nowadays. He's more like a coach in the dressing room, isn't he, I think. Mm. But you do wonder, like, who's setting the standards in that dressing room? Who's, like, dictating what is kind of performance level? Because it wasn't so much the quality yesterday that was disappointing. So obviously, we did score a decent goal. It was more so just the hunger and the application from the players that weren't there. And it's like, 
Well, that's what I thought anyway. And you're thinking, well, if he's not, who's not dictating it then? It's like, <laughs> that's what I, I struggle to say if it's Rowie or the players. It's ultimately both, isn't it, mate? But you do wonder sometimes. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, good evening, Mr Fizzler. If you've got an opinion, more likely just press the uh, request button, mate. Um, I, I, I think you're right. I think the players yesterday just didn't look as if they were up for it. They just didn't look as if they really wanted to be there. Um, they just looked as if, you know, they turned up for the look of it, but they, were, they weren't keen. Yeah, that's it. And, then, and, and because of that, there was no passion, no no outside spark. And when he took off um, Wallace, when he took Jed and, and Scott Malone off, it was like, what the fuck are you doing? They, You know, Jed, Jed, when Jed's there, he can help change games. When you, when you bring on some other players and bring on some pace, and I mean, even with Ojo, Ojo just looked as if if he was any more laid back, mate, you'd be on a sun lounger in the middle of the fucking, do you know what I mean, um, sunny resort somewhere. He just didn't seem to be that cared about it, you know, to be playing at all. He's got that kind of um, Fred and Dimmer vibe about him, like I said. It's like, just it's so laid back in his style of play. You just wonder, like, is he in a different world in his mind? Does that make sense? But, yeah, I agree with you, mate. It's, it's a difficult one because you think, like, the, the only bit of good quality we got yesterday was... Down the left-hand side, Jed Wallace, you know, played it into Bradshaw. You're thinking, yeah, okay, Jed's not been in the game much today, but if you're looking to get back in the game when you're 2-1 down, why are you taking your best player off? I, I, I don't get that, personally. Jed didn't look happy with that, did he? I mean, at the end, when he came over and he was like, you know, clapping to the fans and all that lot, he, he, did, he, he looked pissed off, didn't he? He didn't look happy. I think, yeah, well, obviously, you know, you, you don't expect him to be happy after the performance, but like... You can see it unfolding, but I, I don't understand how, you know, we've waited so long to make a sub as well. He makes three at once and you're thinking, well, you know, you take one of your best players off who's likely to create an outlet like he did for the first goal. Why are you taking Jed off there? I mean, yeah, he's not undroppable. He's not, you know, the, the player that's not going to be, you know, here probably next season. But at the same time, if you're losing 2-1 in a game like that and you want to get back into it, you don't take your best player off, in my opinion. No, you want him on the side, don't you? You want him on that pitch just... Because he, he could do something. He could suddenly run at someone, flick a ball in and all that. I mean, Bradshaw, I think, is coming on form now. Bradshaw, I think, was was running around yesterday. He's probably the only one where, you know, he, he, he still looked as if he wanted something from it. Um, Smith, I pick up now when listening to, obviously, um, Wall Talk, where someone took the piss out of him for running like an accountant. He does run fucking weird, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> he just hasn't got the pace, does he? He just... When he comes on, if we had had a player come on his height but with some pace, we could have probably been a bit. We could have probably been a bit dangerous in that final bit. But he just didn't have the pace, and you could see that he was thinking, "Fuck, I'm not gonna. I'm not even going to attempt to run after that." Yeah, you know but, what I mean, was... players like him, though. I mean, you think of like you're, what you're looking for that the all-round kind of player. You know, I think back to Chris Wood and that side of done He was a target man that was mobile, and then you know they end up in the Premier yeah. League for a reason. I think with Smith, though, you can't knock him. Like, obviously, he is a threat. Like, he had a couple of opportunities where he got at the end of, even right at the death, didn't he? He had a header and it went glancing back the far, by the far post. But, yeah, I think, oh, it wasn't, the game was already decided at that point, And that was a disappointment with it, mate, to be honest. I mean, we knew, didn't we? As soon as you gave him a chance, they were going to score one. If they scored one, we knew they were going to score two. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, like, and, and we weren't that, you know, we weren't that shocked. I mean, it was just, I don't know. I mean, it's a good away day. I mean, obviously, do you know what I mean? It was a good crack. It was a good away day, et cetera, et cetera, with a normal, you know, take the piss sort of away days. Um, things were happening. But it was just that you don't mind losing if we try, but we just didn't try. It just, 
it's the same old story. We tried for 15 minutes, we scored a goal, and then it was as if the decision was made to sit, you know, we were going to sit back for the next, you know, 70 minutes and and hold the lead. And that was never going to happen with Peterborough. You know, I know they hadn't scored, as we were told by the fan on the, on the train, I know they hadn't scored, what, in seven games or whatever. But when you're going to a game like that, you, you know they're going to, they're going to win against us. They're a bogey team of ours anyway, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have sat back. I would have probably flooded the midfield, made some changes early. But Rout never does. Rout always seems to make changes when there isn't enough time to make a difference. I think we all saw it unfolding, though. That's the problem as well. Yesterday, like mm. yourself, um, even the rest of the first half into the second half, it was the same story. And that's when you do have to think, like, yeah, okay, one thing's the players, but also. That's when the manager's got to turn around and think, how can I change this game? And I think he done it just done it too little, too late, basically yesterday. Um, and then he threw the dice at it, obviously three subs, you know, trying to go for it, Bennett, Ojo, and Smith on. But I, yeah. I don't know, it was just a bit of mismatch, I think, at the time after that. I mean, do you think the changes he made were the right changes? Would you have put anyone else in? I mean, we were screaming for Bennett to come on, um, and then he come on. Would you have brought Ojo on? I don't know. I definitely wouldn't have took Jed off, and probably I wouldn't have took Scott Malone off either. Yeah, I mean. I think he's obviously just going for more attacking, sacrificing the defender, putting a forward on there, isn't he? But it just, mm. yeah, like I said, like and I don't understand if you've got a wide player like Smith in there. Obviously, you got Ijo cutting in on his left, you got Bennett cutting in on his right. But uh, I don't know, could he not have gone another way about it? Because you know, Ojo on the left hand side has proved to be good on his delivery. It's, mm. I don't know, it's different ways of looking at, it, I suppose. But it's all hearsay after the yeah. Fact, when, he, when he got the ball, when Ojo had the ball and he could flick it in, he was he was doing all right. His balls were. You know, we're going in the right areas just we couldn't finish it off. But again, you know, taking Jed off and Malone off, all of a sudden, when we had the corner, fucking Bennett's looking as if to go to us to take this. Yeah. And actually, I think that sums yesterday up, isn't it? As mm. as it being the joke it was, to be honest. Because, yeah, like, I spotted that, didn't I? He was like, kind of hands up in the air, kind of going, oh, I meant to take this corner then, because obviously Jed's off, Malone's off. And there are two kind of set piece takers mm. normally. And obviously then you're thinking to yourself, well, what is the plan here? Because that's what I said. It was like kind of a throw the dice at it and just hope for the best in the end. I think yesterday. I mean, it was it was a, a weird place. Remember, if you want to join in, just press the request button and we will get you straight on. And, and love to hear your views. Um, just in case, you know, whether or not you think we're talking bollocks, whether or not you think we're talking um, along the lines of correctness, just let us know. We're quite happy. The only thing, the only rule you've got is obviously. Don't slander anyone, but you can swear, you can say whatever you want, you can call whoever a cunt, you can do whatever you want. So just press that request button on the bottom of your panel and uh, and we'll get you right on. Um, uh, Peterborough were there to be had, I, I feel. You know, their crowd was fucking silent. We were making loads and loads of noise. We were banging against the team. Um, we, were, we were all with it. And then I just don't understand why we just, why it went wrong, but it's the same old story. But, I agree with you at the beginning. Is it is it down to Rowett or is it down to the players? Were the players just not up for it today or yesterday? And, and the, the you know the formation, everything else that Rowett put in was there to be had, and that 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 was fine. But it was literally the players just didn't have didn't have passion. It was as if it was as if their Christmas party was a Friday night, and they all come straight from the fucking the pub, mate. Do you know what I mean? They were running around with fucking steaming hangovers. Yeah, I see. I think the thing is, right, I walked out of there yesterday thinking more blame on the players than the manager. And I think I'm a little bit still like that now. But then you 
you do have to ultimately look at the run of form we've had this season. I think we've not actually won more than two games in a row this season in all competitions. Where mm-hmm. like you know we're normally you can we're a streaky side in that sense where you know win one lose one win one lose one. It's like you think like okay when is it going to be that good run of form? Because you look at the championship this year and it's not necessarily the most greatest com- competition in the sense of the, the skill level of the certain clubs you've got in there. So, you know, what is it going to take to be consistent? Which is what, that's my point about leaders in the dressing room. Is that what we're missing sort of thing? Here comes TT, wait for it. We're going to be called negative again when we have, <laughs> when we have been. But yeah, um, TT was there yesterday. He, he saw the same shit we had to put up with, mate. It was, it was fucking embarrassing. But I just, I think the championship this year is probably one of the most open seasons so far for the championship. And we just just can't take, we're just not taking our chance. You know, we seem to be wanting to play for draws and, and you know, small wins when Birmingham showed that if the players were on it, well, you can actually, I know Birmingham and TT will come on and say it, Birmingham were shit, but we still got three goals and we still played really, really well. Yeah, definitely, mate. I agree with you. I think <laughs> it's, that's the question, though, isn't it, mate? You see, now we're five points off the playoffs now. It's like, OK, it's a, pro- it's a work in progress, but you've got to ask yourself, like, <laughs> what is it going to take for us to actually be a team that can put a string of form together? Is it is it from the manager's side of point of view there, or is it maybe a case of the players? Uh, it's a hard one to say, mate. I don't know. I think the players. I think I think the players need to fucking want to play for the teammate. Um, and after what after yesterday, could you really say that you know the players what were there played for the team? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, possibly one or two seem to you know want to, but most of them just seem to be you know not wanting the balls down, just leaving them out. I mean, Bennett when he come on, but me run after nothing, just chasing down a ball. Um, and if if we'd done that most of the first half, then we probably wouldn't have let him in. We just sit back, you know. Their goals weren't weren't great goals. They were easy goals. Mm-hmm. Remember, if you want to join in, just press request. Well, you let really an average. You let. Come. But you're also letting a struggling team in Peterborough, the team that's not scored in five, not one in seven. You got a team there that. Uh, low on confidence but you're giving them confidence by sitting off yeah, them exactly. by offering them chance to get on the ball play their football and you're thinking well you know you score early doors you've, you've got to think if you're a struggling side that's not one in seven not scored in five and you're fucking one nil down at home the fans are going to turn and this is our chance to capitalise on it go and score a second go and score a third and put yeah. the game to bed early doors instead yeah. we score the one it's like okay job's done today let's um, shut up shop and hopefully see this out and I think that's ultimately where I think you got who's 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 the director for that. Why are we sitting off? Why do we not go for the game and kill it when we could? In my opinion, yeah. More and more people are joining now. Remember, if people are joining, just press your request button. Obviously, you've all been listening to Boris, and it must be a, a pointless fucking press conference because everyone's joined in now. So it can't have been that long um, unless it's still going. But look, if you've got a view, it's quite easy to do. You just press the request button, which is on the bottom of your toolbar. Um, that will come through to us and we will get you on to have your view. Um, TT, if you if you want to join in, mate, just press your request, fella. Oh, there we go. Uh, bear with me then, Omar. We're bringing someone who has a, an opinion. Where do I press? There we go. Oh, TT as well. 
Hello, fella. You're all right. Go on in. Um, off you go. Just remember, you don't, you just can't slander anyone. But other than that, you're sweet to go, fella. I know you anyway, don't I? You played in my Wonderwall Cup. Oh yeah, yeah, Alice. How you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah. Go on in, fella. Off you go. Yeah, not too bad. Go on in, fella. Yeah, my my worry is, and like you know, I've been having a few debates on the old forums as well. Is just this season we played twenty two. We've only kept four clean sheets, but we've only managed to score more than one four times. So, you know, we're going into games knowing we're probably going to concede, but we can only score one goal. And, you know, Rowett sets up not to lose. That's his way of playing. But it worked when we had that strong defence and we and we were able to keep them clean sheets. But we we can't seem to do that anymore. So, that, 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 yeah, no, I agree with you there. I mean, we've we've been saying it on the pod for a good few a good few weeks now. Um, Omar's been cracking on about it on the pod, where you know we're not being able to keep the clean sheets what we had. You know, if you look at last year with Bart, Bart was you know well up there for keeping the clean sheets. For some unknown reason, this season we just don't seem to be there. Um, you know, most games are, are score draws or, or you know at least the goals been scored and we lose, and it's just been I don't know. Omar, your views. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because we're asking for more going forward. So, you know, the last few games, you've seen players be thrown, especially the Birmingham game, you're throwing bodies forward, you're trying to attack more. But then as a consequence of that, you're obviously going to be more open to a threat on the counter or they're going to score a goal against you. But I do think it's it's been a, it's been a problem all season, like Matt said there, to be honest. Like, you know, four clean sheets in, what, 21 league games, 22 league games now, it's not great considering Bart usually is in the double figures towards even the 20 figure. So... I'm not too sure what's changed there either. Obviously, Ballard was a new addition. He's now out of the team. You're kind of back to the old tried and tested of Cooper and obviously Hutch and Murray Wallace. But maybe it's a setup problem, or maybe it's a case of, like I say, you know, if you don't, you've got players scoring goals now. But it is a let, it is a letdown, obviously, knowing you're going to score a goal but still concede a couple as well. No, that's it. I mean, TT, what's your view? I think that we are very reactionary as a fan base, if I'm honest. You know, we have one uh, good game against Birmingham and everyone's on a high and then we have one bad game against, and it was a bad game against Peterborough, there's no getting around it, um, where we just didn't offer anything. I think, you know, it's really easy to get on the manager um, and I, I can't uh, disagree with people that, that, you know, that the slag off his type of football. However, I would say far too often this year, we, we're conceded cheap, cheap goals from individual defensive errors. You know, you look at you thinking Hutch gets bullied off the ball against Clark Harris and then we flick, the, the amount of times we flicked on the ball for someone to to, to, to knock it in. Um, I, I think it's, it happened at Hull and now it's <coughs> happened at Peterborough. The, those defensive errors you, you can't afford to make if, and obviously we don't, we don't score that many goals going forward. Um, to be fair, I, I think most of the players have come out and, uh, you know, Rowett's also come out and said, you know, it was just a shocking game. We, and mm. but how many Millwall fans, uh, if you're if you're completely honest, how many of us thought going into that game, yeah, we're actually going to roll these over. They haven't scored for five games. I think seven and a half hours about. Well, everyone knew we were going to be the one that broke that bloody streak because that's just what we do. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, it's typical of of a meal performance where as soon as you start going into a game thinking we're, this is this is ours, inevitably yeah. it doesn't pan out that way. So we just no, have to take stock of where we are, you know, where 11th in the championship. Um, 
We've got a decent squad, uh, better than we than we have done in before. We just need individual performances to be better on a more consistent uh, basis. And you, we've got to have uh, p- performers, you know, players like Shea Ojo, look, he looks completely disinterested when he comes on. And I, and I know what you're saying um, at Peterborough, that obviously he's not getting much game time, so it's very difficult. But if you yeah. want to, if you, you know, if you're, if you're on the bench, you get 20 minutes, you want to come out there and make a real difference. Unless... You're not actually interested, um, and and you just you just come in there to, to 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 you know to take the wages. And sometimes I do feel like we've we've got a few of players like that. You know, Danny Mac, Billy Mitchell had a bad first half, played much yeah. better in the second half. That's if if you know if you really want it, then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to actually try your nuts off. And I think that we've got a too too many players in the team that are not doing that. No, no, do you not think? Do you not think that um, Summer Rowitz? substitutions just baffle you though sometimes like you're 2-1 down and okay not there's probably not one player that um, stood out yesterday but you don't take your best player off because if we could if we would have got a free kick near the edge of the area you know who's the one that you would want to take that free kick why would you take Jed Wallace off it but he, he just baffles me with his tactics and his substitutions I just I don't get what he's thinking sometimes. I, I agree with you com- completely, but p- personally, I felt that, you know, it was quite obvious to, to everybody there yesterday that we needed to change the formation. We needed to change the personnel at half-time because it was inevitable that we were inviting pressure on us. We were getting overrunning midfield with just two there. Ironically, you know, we've been playing the 5-3-2 the and having more more of a presence in the central midfield. We've gone, a, we've gone away from that, which has helped in some games, but yesterday it called out for us having an extra body you know, with with Evans, you know, maybe uh, Savile, maybe even Thompson, you know, who's, who's, who's completely been dropped out of the thing. But um, we needed an extra central midfielder in there, and we and we missed it. And yeah, his 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 substitutions do baffle me. But it's very easy to uh, criticise, and you know, obviously we we can play devil's advocate after the game and go, oh well, we saw that happening. Uh, he's the one that's paid to make decisions. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But we just need to. You know, the players on the pitch need to take responsibility for what they're doing, and, I mean, and most of, and most of them have come out and said they weren't good enough. I mean, you know, sometimes that's just the case. You know, they probably felt that it was going to be an easier game after Birmingham, yeah. and it wasn't. Peterborough matched us. You know, to be fair, Dembele run us ragged, and I, I compared. Yeah. You know, I said Ojo didn't look like he was much into it. Their, their little fella Dembele run us all over the place. We just could not. We could not get hold of him. <laughs> And the amount, of, like... the amount of cheap fouls, the amount of cheap fouls yeah. we gave away, so that the half the team were on bookings, so that we yeah. couldn't foul him anymore, uh, and little things like that make a big difference in a game. I mean, we had what, five players, I think, booked. Um, the referee was making some atrocious um, decisions, and you know, it's something what we said at the beginning: the mid, the midfield, we were just being overrun. That 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 number ten, their number ten, was. Fucking mustard, mate. We were making him look like Messi in his prime. Remember, if you do want to join in, just press the, wrist, um, the request button. Um, be good if you want to come on, Alex. Um, be good to hear your view because obviously um, that's your job um, to to watch these games and analyse them and all that, and, and let us know. So it'd be good to listen to your view uh, if you want to come. Go on, Omar. No, I just wanted to agree with what everyone was saying there. To be honest, but I think. On your point about the referee, mate, as much as you want to blame the referee, and don't get me wrong, we, we at the best of times, we all hate the refs, but I don't think at any point yesterday, 
you could say like that was the reason. I know you're not saying it was the reason either, but no, I'm not saying it's the reason. Play, I think I, like, I, I want to shout back to the same thing about I said earlier. To be honest, like I do wonder, like not necessarily. I think you know if you're the players, you've got to be thinking. Surely yesterday going into the game, like you know, look, this is a chance to, albeit yes, it's a bogey potential here where you know they've not scored in five, they're unbeaten, they've got a lot, they've not won in seven. You've got to be thinking yesterday. You know, we win this game, we get pressing at home next week, albeit they got a new manager. You've got a real opportunity here to get three wins on the spin and basically play yourself into position where you're in contention for the playoffs. I just wonder, like, what are the players thinking yesterday, like before the game going into it? Are they thinking, you know, the game's already, we're going to win it, it's a given? Or are they thinking, you know, it's just a hard one I mean, to understand did, for me. Did they think that it was going to be an easy game? The first 10, 15 minutes, they were going to go, yeah, this is easy, we're, we're into this. And then all of a sudden, their number 10 just, just was like making so many openings for us, for them, that it was just, they, they probably didn't expect it maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, I do think he was a, an absolute fawn in our side. Most of their play started or, or continued through him. I mean, at some points, he was running through three or four of our players as if they just weren't there. Um, but look, Alex has joined. Alex, are we keen to hear your views? Go on in, fella. No, look, I was there yesterday. I, I was shocked more than anything. Um, I was surprised with the level of performance. Um, it, it baffled me sort of how, how much they set off. You know, from if you look at Chalk and Cheese from Birmingham, at it from moment one, they got the crowd going, got everyone behind them. But it's been it's been quite similar in in a lot of the recent away games. I mean, Hull was the same, uh, conceded two really poor goals there. Um, I went up to Huddersfield; that was the exact same uh, wave after wave after wave of attack. And they conceded such a poor goal right at the end. Uh, it's it's. I'm not sure what is going on away from home. I think the away form has really has, has really stagnated over the last um, couple of weeks. Um, only two wins out of ten away from home, which is a struggle, and they've lost four of them. Um, I mean, you, you obviously do the press conferences and you you get to speak to some of the players and stuff like that. I mean, is there is there is there an unrest in the camp or, or that's not there? I mean, is there? Is there other problems what we necessarily can't see, or is it just that the players are just playing, but it's just a bad day at the office? Because the goals we seem to to give, we seem they seem to be from silly mistakes where we just that silly mistake opens us up and the opposition just sticks it in. Sure, it is. I think a lot of if if you look at the last couple of seasons, it's been very solid defensively. Um, I think yeah. a couple of them this year haven't quite been at it. Um, Cooper's not had a great start to the season. Um, I think they're missing Ballard because um, he was fantastic before his injury. Hutch had a period out. Um, Danny Mack's been in and out. Um, and I think it's it's lacking a bit of settledness. I think that's been yeah. I think that's been a big miss. You know. If you look generally since promotion back to the championship, it's been Hutchin Cooper, isn't it? The whole time have been yeah. really, really solid. Um, I mean, one question. I mean, got... sorry, Katie, I mean, one question what we raised like at the beginning when we started doing this tonight, um, where a lot of you weren't on, was do you think we've got the right person as captain? Do you think, um, who is it, Hutch at the minute, do you think he is the right sort of person to be captain on the pitch? Because something what we were talking about yesterday was, you know, 
if you had someone like, you know, I know he's not there and all that, but if you had someone of, of Morrison's personality and stuff, he, he would be on people. He would be, you know, proper fucking pulling people up, giving them bollockings and all that. And as much as, you know, Pierce is, I suppose, the official captain, but uh, I suppose he's more of a, um, a coach sort of position now um, than a, a leader on the pitch. Do you think Hutch is up to the job of being captain? I've said it a couple of times um, this season that I think if you haven't got Hutch in there, then maybe you've got to have Pierce in there. Uh, mm. I know Pierce doesn't offer, you know, his age has really caught up with him over the last six months or so. You know, I think towards the end of last season, you really saw that. Um, mm. And he's only made one league appearance this season. Um, but Hutch has been the vice captain for a long time. You know, he's been captain. He's 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 someone who people listen to. Um, he's definitely amongst one of those leaders. Mm. Definitely in the dressing room. There's always high praise for him, as there is um, uh, for Piercy. Uh, but it's 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 difficult. I do think at times they do lack something. They do lack a bit of leadership sometimes, especially when. I think if you go back to the QPR game last season, um, two nil up, and then just completely, completely folded. Um, at times like that, you think, "Hold on a minute, what's going on?" It just seemed to be no lack of leadership, um, yeah. and then at times you do think, sort of, can someone grab, grab the game by by the scruff of the neck and actually make a challenge. I think, you know, if you look at yesterday and, and I think you mentioned it with um, Sariki Dembele, you know, he's uh, he, he absolutely ran that game yesterday and yeah. they did not know how to deal with him. You know, I think, I think two of the, I think two of the four bookings or five bookings were for fouls on him. Yeah. Um, and it, it, they just had no answer to it. You know, I would have seen him in peace after the game. You know, that's, that's what Gary said, that, that, they couldn't deal with him and that nobody knew what to do. The only answer was to foul him. But I mean, it's hard isn't it, that we can't deal with a player like that because we've got, we've got good players on our team which should be able to deal with players like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you get different, some players just have things against teams. I mean, if you look at Eze against Millwall, he always, always dominated Millwall. Um, but, yeah, there should be someone there who should just go out, leave a marker on him and um, I mean, I mean, even and try when, and deal with it. Even when their player, what's his name, come on, the guy who scored the two goals, he come on, do it. Well, but no one seemed to mark, yeah, no one seemed to mark him, though. No, I think, I think if you noticed sort of from the first half, they were dominating the game, but they never had anyone in the box who could win the header, could win that final bit. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, as soon as he came on, he completely changed it. You know, they, yeah, they they had someone in the box who could deal with the physicality um, of the back four or back well, the two centre halves in particular. But in the first half, they didn't have that. You know, and as soon as you get someone who's got a bit of muscle about them and and can cause a problem, and you know, I think most of the fans in the away end would have seen that yesterday. I mean, oh, you were talking to Carl at half time. And even said to him, I think we both said the same thing. If they get someone who can get balls into the box and they can get someone who can win the headers in the box, they're going to score goals. And yeah, exactly. that's exactly what happened. 
Yeah, no, I think we, I think we totally agree with you there. I think we, we could see it happening. I mean, look, if you want to join in, it's easy to do. You just press the request button and we will get you in. Um, don't worry about being nervous. There's only a couple of us on here, mate. It's not that bad. And and, and everyone's opinion is, this is as much uh, uh, your show as it is ours. We're trying to get as much interactive um, as possible. And this is a way of doing that. So if you do have a view, please do get on board. I mean, Omar, I mean, what do, what do you make of what Alex has said, um, even referring back to the QPR game? Yeah, no, it's a lot of... I think it's ultimately, I agree with all, a lot of what Alex is saying. That I think... I, we, we all adore the players we've got, like we, apart from maybe Bogdanson, but we all adore the players we've got out I mean, there. We love Bogdanson. It's you what doesn't really you want him gone, but it's, <laughs> it's not nothing know. personal. He's just you know he's, <laughs> he's, he's not in the team and he's not playing for a reason, isn't he? So, but no, I think um I do think it as much like I said, like, as much as we all adore him. I think you do need I think some players in there that just need to either take accountability for the team or do something that's dictating how this team's going to play. If that makes sense, and it's not necessarily. A tactics phrase when I'm saying that, but I do think like, like it's back to my point yesterday. I just can't go over it. You know, you, you're playing a struggling team. We've not scored in five. You're gonna go out there and you go one 0 up, but then you let them come back into the game. And yeah, we're right to praise Dembele, but as much as Dembele was playing good, we let Dembele play good. If that makes sense, and I think it's not necessarily just as much about how good he was. We're letting that happen in front of us. We could all see it happening, and no one's there taking accountability for it. In my opinion. No, look, I understand. I mean, TT, you, you, I know you run a, a youth um, football team, but I mean, how would you? I mean, out of our players who we've got in our team, who would you have stuck on their number ten? I'm not going to attempt to say his name. Most of you listen to the show know that most things I can't pronounce properly, so I'm not going to. Siriki Dembele. There we go. Um, <laughs> what, what, what would you have done to have to have stifled that threat, TT? Uh, to be honest, the easiest thing that the, the thing that we done was it was too late by the time we'd done anything. So everyone was on the booking, which means that the lad can run at them and it's gonna, unless they timed the tackle completely perfectly, which we weren't doing, um, we couldn't have any pressure. So it needed an extra, that's what I said earlier, we needed an extra man in midfield. Um, ironically, to have a central defensive midfielder sitting in front of Hutch and Cooper so that wherever he moved, uh, it, and it can be interchangeable. I don't think you can man mark, especially in the championship. Um, I don't think it's advisable. Um, and he's not that good. We made him look. We, we made him look a lot better than he actually is. Then Bele, he's not going to do that against most teams in the championship. But we, um, our, ironically, our formation let us down because he was getting too much space between the midfield two and the back two. So he just kept getting into that hole where where we've normally had someone there. Well, in fact, we normally have two people there. But what we didn't do, like the, the biggest thing for me, is the attitude of the whole team, the whole. You know, when we had to, we we sell two thousand four hundred tickets nearly, the atmosphere was absolutely rocking for the first half an hour, um, and yeah. continued pretty much into the second half. Um, it turned a little bit sour, don't get me wrong, but f- I was surprised with that many fans singing and and um, making the racket that we did. That the players didn't, you know, I, I don't know whether it took took them took them off their game, but they the the challenges that they made were rash. And like I said, as soon as you you make uh, with a ref that was pulling up us pulling us up on everything we did, um, as soon as you're on a booking, it changes the game completely. And we we well, look, I think we had four bookings in the first half, and then Gary Rowett's got to make a decision. He's going to have to. See, he should really have taken two of those off so that we could afford to make a couple more of those yeah. last ditch challenges. 
Um, but it, it, it didn't do that. And uh, then you're going to be tentative for the rest of the game because we couldn't afford to get another. We couldn't afford to get a player. Split. I genuinely thought that we were going to get a player sent off. It was a, um, a miracle that we didn't. However, we didn't get a player sent off, but then we didn't make another challenge. And that's that's what we that's what we needed to do better. No, I, t- I, I totally agree. I mean, mate, I mean, what's your or, or, or I might you got something to come in with? No, I mean, we can speak. But I was just wanted to obviously maybe we need to address um, the like, uh, TT talking about the, the atmosphere going a bit south towards the end. Obviously, the chanting from the away end towards the manager maybe it's a little bit of a talking point that maybe we can delve into as well in a minute. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Maybe did you want to speak on anything before we move over to a different topic to an agree? Yeah, no, I I agree with what uh, TT said. You know, like we had them players on the bookings. Um, so we needed that extra player in the midfield, you know, uh, like Kistenbeld or someone, you know, to shore that midfield up a bit. But we always, I think we always seem to struggle against these little tricky, quick players. You know, it's not the first time this season where one of these quick, nifty players seems to just walk past some of our players sometimes. It just, you know, where, you know, that's, Millwall teams in the past, you know, we'd stick one on them, you know, and let them know, let them know that they're playing against Millwall. You know, it's that that, that wouldn't have happened in the past. No, look, I agree. I mean, look, Dobbs, if you got a point, or or even Paul, um, you, you're both quite vocal on, on social media. So, I mean, if you got a point there, I mean, but I think yesterday there was, and it, and it's a, uh, it's one of those things that we've got with with who we are, but. There were there was, in my opinion, a hell of a lot of day trippers um, there yesterday, and it, it, when it turned, you had you had obviously you know the Derby famous chant of of Rarick plays shit football um, and some other bits and pieces, um, and and you know the bit at the end, what well, I'm not going to go into detail with because. I'm not going to do the FA's job for him, but there there was a few bits at the at the end and whatnot, but. I mean, do you think the chance? I suppose the question is, we'll start with you, Omar. Do you think the chance were justified um, against Rowett or or not? It's a lot of frustration, a lot of frustration, isn't it? I, yeah. I, I do get it as well because, fuck me, I'm frustrated as well. You know, you, you fork out for the day and, you know, you're, you're there and you want to cheer the team on and you want to see them get three points and win away from home. I was, you know, I was looking forward to it all week because obviously the performance last week and all. So the frustration and how it went down. I, I share it and I agree with it, but I do think, especially after, maybe the problem is it's 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 this is all papering over the cracks. Maybe you could say, or these people might say, but you know, I think we do need to back the manager because he's not going anywhere. And I think doing chance where, let's be honest, probably about at least half of seeing Gary out your football shit. For me, like, yeah, I think it's shit. He's football at times, but I'm not gonna start criticizing him after. You know, like, uh, when we're bottom of the table or we're struggling at the bottom, then maybe I might say stuff like that. But I think you've got to have a sense of realism sometimes when we're middle because, realistically speaking, we've not got a big budget, you know. But then again, we've lost to a team that have got less of a budget than us yesterday. So I do see the frustrations, but at the same time, I do think it was a bit in haste yesterday. I think it's twofold, really. It's expectation. And, you know, if you're going to come to one and two games, um, and remember, a lot of us that uh, that go nearly every week, you you make decision. You know that that's the financial commitment you're going to make. 
um, yeah, throughout yeah. the season. Some people think, right, I can only afford to go to one or two games. They want to see um, potentially entertaining football. But it's also based on the fact that they their expectations are going there to win a game. And we looked like for 90 minutes as a team that didn't go there to look at, uh, to win a game. And, and we're a, we're a vocal fan base. So it's all well and good, you know, and, and to be fair, there was quite a lot of us, you know, within the stands, there was, you know, arguing between ourselves, some saying, oh, oh, oh you're not proper meal because you're slagging off the manager and others going, well, I am proper meal. I'm entitled to my opinion. We're a vocal fan base. Okay. You're going to hear what every individual thinks. And if you don't like it, tough. You know, if you don't, if Gary Rowett doesn't like those kind of chanting, then he shouldn't be Millwall manager. And if the players don't like it, then they shouldn't play for Millwall. Whether I wasn't singing it, I don't, I don't personally like it. It's not something that I think is a is is a great idea considering where we are in the league. Um, but people are entitled to their opinion, and that there's one club that you're going to hear it, and that's 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 ours. And I don't, we shouldn't be arguing with each other. You, you know, it should be a, it should be a question of all right. Well, that's your opinion. You voice it. However, other people should just be you know singing no one likes us or or let them come to 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 to, to give their own opinion. You can no. always hear a Millwall fan's opinion, whether you like it I mean, or whether you don't. End of story. No, that's it. I mean, I mean, um, let's let's hear your opinion because you're quite openly, um, not necessarily a row it out, but you you you're quite vocal against Rowett's style of football. Um what were your views on the on the chant yesterday? Um Um I I wouldn't I I don't sing it as much as I don't think Rowett's the right man for this group of players. I'm not saying he's right. a bad manager. because um, I think we have got some good players, you know, against Birmingham we played really well. Even against Fulham, when we got that goal back, and then with a phobia nearly scored that second one straight after Bournemouth. Mm. You know, there's been times during the season, uh, was it Stoke? You know, that 20 minutes, we looked unbelievable. So we have got the talent there, we have got the players there. But it, I just feel that Rowett, you know, he sets up not not to lose. Of course, no one wants to lose, but you know, as when we had them four draws in a row, I said to my mate, right, that's four points. But if we're the one two, lost two, that's an extra two points. And that's, you know, okay, it's easy enough to say, oh, we we, we haven't lost, but we're not winning either. So, no, but the draws have definitely saved us this season. If we didn't have as many draws as what we've had, if they were losses, we'd be proper in it now. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we would be, we'd be in a relegation battle at the bottom of the league. And we'd be having Dolby all over social media telling us, you know, fucking our shit rallies and all of this. And, and everyone will be agreeing with him. Sorry, Dolby. So, uh, just after last week's show, mate, where you were heard um, saying that you played sexy football for once. But um, as I say, I don't, I, I don't I, think he's a bad manager. I just don't think... I mean, a lot of these players just, are his players. You know, he, he's brought them yeah. in. He's managed them I mean, in other clubs and that. And it, but... You do you know, think it's his formation? I mean, do you think that the formation what he's wanting to play just isn't gelling? When he goes back to four four two, the players suddenly they know four four two. I mean, I've raised it loads of times on the show, where the players are instinctively trained into four four two. Actually, it'd be a good one for you in the set CT on this. Is it now the youngsters 
are being trained in a different way. But for the guys that we've got fairly older players as such, you know, mid-20s as such, that they just not great with, with that other formation. But if you're going to play free at back, like, you've got to have the right free at the back to play that style of football. You know, yeah. against Birmingham, you know, Hutchinson, how many times did he actually bomb forward? And, yeah. and it was like that extra man going forward. And if you watch these other teams that play the free at the back, that's sometimes what um, the free centre-backs do. You know, it was Chris Wilder in in the uh, championship that, that's, you know, done really well with Sheffield United when he took them up. And he always had that right-sided or the left-sided centre-back that would push on, push forward. We, our, I don't think our players are the right players for that style of football. You know? So, I mean, on, on that, I mean, again, one for one for UTT in a sec, coming in a second there. I mean, our kids talk football different now to the old 4-4-2 system. Is there more of a continental style of football being taught now to up-and-coming kids? And has are these new techniques, especially at Millwall, um, not really taken on board that easily? We don't. I mean, I don't know what they're doing at training or anything else. I mean, maybe Alex can answer that in a minute. But I mean, I, I just think that when we play four four two, we look as if the players are a lot more into it, a lot more relaxed, a lot more um, fully up for it. I mean, what do you, what's your views on that, TT? At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. But I think we played 440 yesterday. <laughs> we, we looked absolute dog shit. So, um, going I thought we played five at the back, but yeah, go on. No, I'm sure we didn't. We played Cooper and Hutchinson in, in the middle. Um, we had Danny McNamara as a right back and Murray Wallace yeah. as a left back. Scott Malone played more as a as a left midfielder. He did he did drop in occasionally, but we certainly defended mainly with two centre backs and then a right back and a left back. Um, Malone, 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 Malone makes that more difficult because obviously he's he looks like a left wing back, but Danny McNamara certainly didn't play like a right wing back. He played like a right back. Um, mm. it's just when we're in, it, it's one of those in possession we, we change formation um, and and this is what the difference is now with younger players is that in possession and out of possession you play two different types of formations so whilst you've got the ball um, yeah then we're four four two, and without the ball then we'll probably drop into a back five um, and and the play, and the and the two and the three centre backs will get will get further in and your two wing backs will come deeper um, but players should be able to 
good enough now because obviously it's far more technical at a younger age and players are able to play in multiple positions you know there's no one pigeonhole as a centre back at a seven do you know what I mean um, players are expected to be able to play in different positions in different styles and which is probably why younger players could do it um, but yesterday we definitely like I said for the majority of the game yeah, we were in my opinion we were to be fair I'm, I was right down the front but um we played four four two when we had the ball and then probably dropped into a back five when we didn't have the ball, which is why we had so much space in front of our uh, in front of the, the back three or back two. Yeah, I mean, Omar, well, you're, you're more of a formation than me, fella. I'm fucking hanging out the driver, mate. No, mate, you're asking the questions. I was just sitting here listening. No, don't get me wrong. I think... I, it, I got. I, I can't sometimes tell as well the formation. I said last week I thought we played about five at home. It was about people to come back to me. Oh, I say we played about four. People say we played about five. It's it's quite fluid in what we play. But then I think the telltale side for me is normally on throw-ins. You got Hutchinson taking it on the right side, and you got uh, Murray Rose taking it on the left, which to me suggests we're playing about three with the wing backs pushing on a bit more. But it's it's a hard it's a hard one. It's, it's all just fucking numbers in the, the day, isn't it? Ultimately, I think we could have played any different formation, I think we'd have got the same result yesterday, I feel like, because not so much the not so much the players playing in it, I thought it was more the, the actual level of performance we got from them yesterday. Yeah, I felt like that's down. But but like I just no, said, no. if we're taking a throw in, that means we've got the ball. So that means we are in possession of the football. So therefore, um, whether it's centre-back taking it out, because remember, then you're defending with a back two because you're defending with your left-back and your left centre-back if it's on one side or the, or the opposite on the other side. So if you've got the ball, then you tend to, like I said, I think we did... When we had the ball, we played a four-four-two, and occasionally we dropped into a five-three-two when we didn't have the ball. But uh, uh, yeah, well, for it, sorry, five-two-three. If we didn't have the ball, I, the majority of that game, in my opinion, uh, we played four-four-two, which is why I don't think formation makes a difference. It's all about mm. attitude and intensity. Which yeah, it's all well, well and good. Gary Rowett coming out afterwards, going, "I think we were shit." You're thinking, "Well, all right, if you thought we were shit, why didn't you do something about it?" That's my biggest frustration. It's all well and good use agreeing with us afterwards. But why are you not bollocking him after 60 minutes? Why are you not making a change after half-time? It's one thing where he, I, I personally think he let himself down. Definitely. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. I mean, um, Alex, do you know what, what the formation was yesterday? Um, I, I, I had it down as a 3-4-1-2. Um, with Jed behind the two strikers in Brothers and Afobi. But it, it's very difficult to tell because... It changed. It changed for the second half. Um, I mean, originally, when I first saw it light up, I, to me, it looked more like a four-four-two um, with Jed one side. You then had Malone the other side, and then and then the two strikers. But I think at times, again, you did see it turn more to a three at the back, especially when defending. Um, but no, I mean, picking up on a couple of the points there. I mean, I, again, I don't necessarily think it is the formation that's the problem. I think it's how you play it. Um, and again, a lot of the problem has been the way we've started games, uh, particularly at home. We've started games poorly um, and got on the back foot and had to come back into it. Um, and that's caused a lot of problems and people think that it's more the formation. But I have to say, I don't think it is the formation that's the problem um, because he's played different formations and we've had different results with different formations. So it, it's 
it's tough well, to tell. Um, but I, again, I definitely think it's it's how you play it rather than rather than the performance. It's uh, rather than the performance, rather than the formation itself. So, do you think that it's down to individual players not playing to their full ability? What's the problem, rather than actually it's the formation what Rat puts up? Yeah, I think it's more. I think if you look at a lot of the goals that were conceded this season, it's been individual errors. I mean, yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, if you go from set pieces right at the start of the season, you know, really poor defending for certain things. I mean, like the Blackburn goal, you know, why? But for me, then again, you've got to look at who's marking um, Ben Brereton at the time. They've got Danny Mack on him, which was a complete mismatch. So, no, I think a lot of it has been individual errors that have led to it. I think if you look at Cardiff, the three guys can see that Cardiff were poor individual areas. I think Cooper probably where he had a bit of a bad start has made the errors there. You know, I think you go back to Blackpool again, it's an individual error there. Um yesterday I don't think yesterday was so much individual errors. I think just as a team you can't and and as a defence you can't withstand that amount of pressure for so long. Um I think anyone knew as soon as that first goal went in, the second one was gonna follow because the sheer yeah, amount of pressure. No, that's it. I mean, I mean, the question for you, Warrior, we've spoken about it enough times. I mean, I, 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 I sit there and say, look, you know, we don't know. I mean, how how much is as training and obviously with COVID and everything else, has that affected the team or is it no training still normal now? Because we heard um, what's his name on the on the wall talk the other day saying that their their meals having to be brought over from the den because they've got no um, they've got no chef at the moment. I mean. Is it pretty much back to normal with the training or is there slight differences to what they had pre-COVID? As far as I'm aware, training is as normal. Um, right. As far as I'm aware, it's all as normal. I've, I've I've not been told of anything that's being done differently as to mm. what it always has been done. Um, but again, I, th- I think back in pre-season, obviously there was a COVID outbreak amongst yeah. some of the players. Um, and some of them, I think particularly, it's affected the likes of Savile quite a lot. Um, yeah. You know, he's been nowhere near the level that you'd expect to him. Um, but that, again, again, it's so much uncertainty because you don't know what the effects of COVID are. You know, apparently the, no. the, they can actually be quite more drastic effects on people who are super fit because they can't get back to that level because of supposedly in terms of what it does to you. I mean, I've not had it myself, so I don't know, but I mean, I did two um, weeks ago. Um, I caught COVID what I think about two weeks, maybe three weeks, two weeks, a bit ago. And I'm all right now. I'm over it as in how I was feeling at the time, fucking like real harsh flu. But even now it's, it's the knackery, you know, you do stuff and it's now, it's like yesterday when I got back from the away go, okay, we were, you know, standing around, but I felt like I was fucking 60 years old, mate. My fucking, my knees and my feet, my joints are in bits, mate. You just feel absolutely fucking drained. And, and if you're, you're not that far off, it, to be fair, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, you can fuck <laughs> off. Um, and, and, you know, the problem is, I suppose, is that, you know, I've, I've said it all along because I've, I've read some bits and pieces of other athletes who, who've got COVID and their struggle to get back fit. I just wonder how much extra hard work you have to do to get yourself back up to the level you were before this hit. Because, I mean, 
if I was professional, I reckon, you know, you'd have it for two weeks. I reckon it would probably take you another month to start getting back into training properly. And then probably another month, a couple of months to get yourself back up to where you were before. Um, and if it affects you different, we don't know what players are vaccine, what players aren't. I mean, I'm vaccined, you know, okay, fine. I wouldn't really necessarily wanted it without a vaccine, if I'm honest with you, because it was a nasty, horrible fucking virus thing where you felt like shit. But I, I know loads of people who, who've had different different effects. And I just wonder how, how badly it's affected the team as a whole and how badly it's affected individual players. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's it, it... Again, you just don't know, do you? I mean, it could be suffering with long COVID. He could be suffering. I mean, it, it, you really don't know. I mean, he's not looked to me. I mean, there's people who have criticised his performances and and stuff like that. But for me, he doesn't look fit to the level that he used no. to be. And no, I don't totally know whether that, again, is, a, is another thing of COVID. I mean, you have a, I suppose... You have a ten-day isolation to start with. Um, he, he missed out on on preseason training, so he's missed ten days of preseason training. Um, so that's obviously going to set you back. I mean, particularly that's the worst time to be out preseason because you're so far behind the rest of the group um, yeah. and stuff like that. So that was delayed. Well, I suppose anyway. when he come, you know, when he come, he wasn't playing loads anyway, was he? No, no. He didn't play an awful lot for Borough, did he, last season? So no. no, and I mean it's he's probably still not at that phase where he is match fit, you know, he's probably still not at that. Um but you know, I can understand the reason for taking him out of the team. I mean, because he hasn't been good enough, so that's that's the argument there. But I think, yeah, I think the problem we have as we're all fans as well is that we remember the quality he was when he played for us the first time and we were expecting him to walk straight back in and, and be exactly the same player, weren't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I actually remember the um, when when we got told of the news that he was coming back. And um, no, it was... Um, I was really, really happy and I thought it was a really cracking deal. Um, but you look at it and you just think... He is that bit older as well, you know, from yeah. what he was originally. So, and he's yeah, probably been asked to do something a bit different now as well, play a bit of a different role to the one that he used to play. You know, he's playing in a four-four-two under Harris at the time. He was the one who would go forward a lot more rather than, I think it was Sean Williams at the time was his partner who, yeah. who would sit deeper. So, you know, he's getting used to a different role as well. But yeah, I mean, who knows any any lasting impacts that that COVID can have on anyone? It's 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 just not known, is it? So until no, we know more about it, we like... can't really say it up. No, and also the club will keep anything like that close to their um, close to their chest because obviously they wouldn't want opposition oh, to know do, about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, definitely. Omar, anything anything else you want to you want to say on this, mate? Evening, Phil. Um, not too much more to be honest. I think uh, obviously the point on Savile is obviously well discussed one in the last few weeks. I think with Savile, you know, he was my favourite player under Harris in that season, but we, you know, was a near miss and there's really real big shame to lose him at the time. It, I agree, it's a different setup nowadays. It's it's not necessarily this. You can't expect the same Savile because he's playing a different role in the team at the moment. But 
I think for me, what stood out more aside from his goals when he was in our team under Harris was just his know-how and the way he played the game in the sense of winning cheap free kicks, committing them fouls in certain areas where you have to commit fouls, but also getting away with it and playing the game in a certain way. And I think you don't see a lot of that nowadays from him. Maybe he's changed his game from his time at Middlesbrough, you know, had various coaches up there that maybe changed the style of his play. But I do think He's not having. He's not got that edge that he used to play on when he played for Mill for Mill in the past. But he's still obviously a good player, and I hope he'll come good for us once he comes back in the team. He's got a little spell at the moment, but it's just one of those scenarios. I think with a player like Savile. No, that's it. Look, if you've got an opinion you want to get in, you've got about ten minutes to go before we're going to shut this down. So if you do want to get in, press the request button and go from there. Um, Omar, do you want anything um, going on to another? T- one other topic. What? probably TT and all that. Um, I don't know why we keep singing all about Harris either. I mean, he's gone. He's left. Yeah, he's a legend, but he's not there anymore. And, and I don't see that we can really um, look at, uh, at the two managers in the same level, can we? Was that people singing about Harris yesterday? There was a little bit, wasn't there? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, there was, was a little bit. Yeah. Way end. I don't know. I think that was more when we was losing 2-1 at the time and the, the atmosphere has changed a bit. And, you know, I think, I I'm not sure. Like you say, obviously, some people that turn up yesterday maybe don't come to every away game or go to many away games. But I think, yeah, I agree with you. You shouldn't be seeing stuff like that. But like then again, like I said, I didn't agree with the child of saying football is shit. So it's, it's just, I guess, like TT said, everyone's entitled to their opinion, I suppose. No, that's it. I mean... Before we look to close down, I mean, Mehmet, you got anything else you want to say, fella? Um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm all good, mate. Yeah, no worries, fella. Cheers, cheers for joining. TT. I think that you know we've got two winnable home games coming up in Preston and Swansea, um, two teams that have flat to deceive, although Preston have obviously just changed their manager and, and beat Barnsley this weekend. To be fair, any team should beat Barnsley because they are by far the worst team I've seen all season. But we've got we've got back-to-back home games. Uh, the commentary away game is going to be a very difficult game. But Preston and then Swansea and then see where we are after that. You know, we've got three games before the new year. And if we could be, you know, 8th, 9th, 10th, in and around going into 2022, then we're, we're in a pretty decent position and we've got a building, you know, a, a, an area, foundations to be able to build on. We've, uh, if we can keep as, as many players fit, um, have a, you know, he's already talked about making a couple of additions. I do think there's, there's, there's reason to be optimistic and I don't think about playoffs. I, you know, I, I, I don't believe until that, until we're 10 games out, six games out, if we're anywhere near, then we can start talking about it. The first, the first thing we should always do is make sure, I know it's, I know it's said about Harrison, it's a, it's a negative mindset, but we look, we look to stay in division, see where we are okay. and then try and build from there because we, you know, this, this division is absolutely wide open, but you have to win games like agree. yesterday and, and any team in the championship can beat anybody else. So you've got, you've got no divine right to go into any game. I, I, I genuinely think even against the top three, if we went played against Fulham, Bournemouth, West Brom, we can beat anybody, but equally we can also look shit against Peterborough and Hull. So, that's that's the oh, championship. It's not just Millwall where we do feel like oh it's typical us, but actually it's typical of the championship. Any team can beat anyone. You've got to give it your absolute all every single week. And with that, mm. the players have got to, you know we take a chances a, a few more times. You know yesterday Shea Ojo has a uh, sorry was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. It seems so long ago already. Um, Ojo has a chance. You think hit it first time with a bit of confidence. 
You know, the keeper's yeah. out of it by miles. If we go 2-2, then we potentially might have even gone on and win it. But we just don't... We, we've got to take our chances, shore up a little bit at the back, build on the foundations that we've already got, and then, you know, see where we are at um, come the end of the season. No, look, I, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, uh, Alex, um, the next two, obviously, home games and all that, I mean, you, you believe in that they're winnable? Uh, yeah, uh, I'd definitely say so. Um, I mean, if you look at Preston, they've got a lot of frailties. Um, yeah, you know, I know Ryan Lowe's just gone in there, who's quite a talented coach and someone who's been quite um, high, highly thought of down in the uh, in League One and Two. But again, they they are winnable games, uh, particularly uh, at home. I mean, hopefully, you know, be. Decent crowd there um, for that. I know the Boxing Day game is against Swansea. Again, it's a difficult one. I mean, because if you look at Swansea, they're a bit like Millwall in some ways. They're very inconsistent. You know, you don't know which team you're going to get. You know, you know which Swansea's going to turn up. I mean, they got turned over yesterday by Forest quite yeah. poorly. Um, but again, it's it's very difficult. It's such an unpredictable league. Like you can think you're going to win four and then you can lose four. I mean, it, it, it is yeah. just so difficult to predict. But based on, you know, performances, particularly at home, and I've got to say, I think the home form has has been fairly strong. It's sort of flipped. You've seen the, like the away form was really good when Gary came in, he changed it all. And yeah. home form was a bit of a worry. But now it seems to be that home form's going well and getting the wins at home. So... If you look at a Millwall team, they've always been strong at home. So I would be confident with the next two at home. Um, as TT said, look, the Coventry game will be very tough. You know, that's a very tough place to go. They've made it a very difficult place to visit. Um, but no, I think you've got to look and you've got to take each game as it comes because I think, as Gary said yesterday, it's, it's anyone could beat anyone, you know, Oh, top can I, beat bottom. The uh, uh, top can beat bottom. Yeah, bottom can beat top. Yeah. So it, again, it, it's it's just so difficult. But I would say the next two are definitely winnable. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Big Paul, go on in, fella. You're on. Um, what's your what's your view or what's your question or what's your you need to just unmute yourself, fella. Bottom left hand corner. There you go, fella. You muted yourself back again. Phil, do you want to come in, fella, and we'll get Big Paul in in a minute? Hi, mate. How are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, fella. Good, good. Sorry, I've jumped in a little bit late. I was just um, listening to the, right. uh, to the guys chatting about the two winnable games, which in principle they are. I think the only point I was going to make is that there's just an inherent problem in the team stroke the club, putting consecutive results together. Yesterday was a prime example. I don't know whether it's player mentality or what it is, but you know how often do we... Act, it, it, it's fine looking at the opposition and saying it's very doable, but how often have we actually done it? Yeah, this season... Even last really, season. Unless, you, unless you're looking at draws... Then, yeah, yeah, this season, not if really. If you look over the last five years in the Championship, I think we've won three or four games on the trot, maybe once or twice, maybe three times. 
Omar will come in and be the stacking on that one. No, I actually raised the point earlier, Phil, because I totally agree with you. Like, I think this season we've only got back-to-back wins twice this season. It's like you need to somehow string some form together and try and propel yourself up there into the playoff picture. But that's easier said than done, it seems, with the players at the moment. It is, yeah. And for me, it's about play. You know, I was there yesterday. I was disappointed with performance, Um, but you know, I I didn't. I'm not going to bother to get into the chanting and stuff. For me. You know, we went to second half against Bournemouth. We played really well. So he picks the same team at Hull. And the performance at Hull really was pretty poor, to be honest with you. And we conceded some very soft goals. So he changes the team for Birmingham. We played brilliantly, I say very well. And we win convincingly. So he goes with that team again at Peterborough. And then, in my opinion, the players have let him down. You know, the longer the game goes on, Rowett probably should have made some changes and intervened to get ahead of the game again. But, you know, the players have got a long, hard look at themselves, in my opinion, because, you know, they they had two and a half thousand fans there. That was a fantastic turnout. The, you know, the support uh, from the fan base yesterday was brilliant and they really let the fans down, in my opinion. You know, and if they'd done their job for the first 60 minutes, we would not be talking about why Rowett didn't intervene and make subs. Too many players sacked yeah. it off yesterday, in my opinion. You know, I'm not going to name yeah. their names, but there were players that just, you know, weren't really... I think they rocked up, looked around, thought, you know, I'm better than this, and they didn't put it in. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I, I sort of understand where you're coming from from there. I mean, Big Paul, if you want to come in, fella, just let me know um, and come in. But, yeah, no, I agree, because it's an old-fashioned stadium, isn't it? It's a tiny pitch. It's very enclosed, and there's a potential that, you know, some of them would have thought, oh, well, we could smash this. Yeah, it's a mentality thing, mate. I just think we just, you know, of course, eventually it comes back to the manager because he's got to motivate them and all those things. But the point is, once he's done all that and they cross that white line, it's yeah. on them. You know, it's on the players. It's, you know, you can't keep looking at the manager. every. He didn't send them out there to be defensive or be negative. He's picked an attacking team. They just haven't been very good at doing their jobs, you know, misplaced passes, constantly yeah. getting involved in niggly little fouls which broke the play up, you know, the, the accumulation of cards caused a problem because suddenly it makes substitutions difficult because he's only got three subs, he's got probably eight players not playing very well and then he's got a whole yeah. load of players in positions that he probably needs to sub but aren't the positions he wants to bring people on. I mean, question to you before before we go and we're going to round it up is, um, do you think taking Jed and Malone off was the right right move? Malone was booked and apart. I think in terms of discipline, yeah, I do, because I think they were two that were sacking it off. If I'm honest right. with you, where, where was where was all the energy and the pressing that you see from Jed normally like in the home games with big crowds, where was that yesterday? You know, yeah. how many he had three or four times where he could have beat his man and he'd have put us through two on one or three on two or whatever, you know, that you were there, you you know, you were sitting by me. Yeah. There were three or four times in the halfway line. If he'd have got his got his shit together, we'd have got past them. But he just wasn't playing well. You know, and of course you can keep Jed on because he's only got to do one moment of magic. But at some point the manager also has to think, hang on, I've got players here that I don't think are either playing well enough or working to instruction or putting it in fully. You know, there's a part yeah. of him that probably has to deal with that. Yeah, no, look, I agree. That's look, we're going to call. Opinion. I don't know about the others; they may feel completely differently. But you know, that 
if you, you look at some of the recent performances, some of those players, to me, weren't putting a shift in. No, I mean, Omar, final view before we end up closing down? No, again, I, I agree with Phil there. I think you missed it a little bit earlier on, Phil, but one topic I did kind of throw into the hat yesterday, especially on the train home, was I do wonder, not necessarily if there's a lack of leaders in the squad, but I said yesterday on the train home, if Morrison was in that squad yesterday, I think we would have turned up a bit better than we did. And it's, it sounds a very simple thing to say, but I think the mentality, like there's times where you think, you, the players would have thought, you've won last week against Birmingham, you've got a, a you know, a, a team is struggling at the moment, bottom of the league, you win that, just and it's easier said than done. Then you've obviously again got a couple of good home games coming up, a chance to really get a good run of form together. And I think there's something on the player side. Like I agree with everything you're saying, Phil. To be honest, I'm much the same. Like, it, why is that? Why are the players not up for it? That's what gets me. Yeah, and, and you know, that's where the chanting comes in because I get it, and I think you know I've said it on Twitter and other places. I don't think Millwall and Gary Rout are necessarily comfortable bedfellows. I don't think it's ever going to be hand in glove in the same way that perhaps Neil was. Uh, or, or Jack it was. But um, the problem with that chanting is, is it kind of blames Rowett for everything and it gives the players a, it gives the players a, a, a get-off clause. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because basically no, the, players, the players are on the pitch, hearing the fans, turning on the manager for their lack for the players' lack of performance. And players don't take any responsibility for anything. It's pretty well known in the game. And yeah, basically yeah. that chanting just gives the players... The, the chance to sack it off even more because they know the fans have turned on the manager, not them. Manager, yeah. Paul, what what you got to say, fella? You you you're in. I tried to get you in yes. early, but yeah. Wait, go, sorry, go. I'm a little bit um, with the technology and that. Um, and that's all right, fella. Just, I mean, I agree with a lot of Phil. What Phil just said there, mate. I mean, this is the worst I've seen the championship in years, and I I just think like if we give if we had a good go at it, we could make the playoffs this year. I think, but unfortunately, we've got no form, and it's you know one week to the next, it's like watching two different teams. And he said, I don't know, like, I think he, you know, like the draws paper over the cracks. And I did, I, I've never spoke to so many fed up people going, Millwall, uh, just not enough yeah. of watching the football and, and rare football, to be honest. I'm not agreeing with all the chanting and all that, but I think it's a bit like, I don't know, I don't think it's going to work long term. Do you know what I mean? Does it, is it, I mean, look, I've seen it worse. Like I was talking to Phil yesterday, I've seen it worse. We all have, but mate, it's just poxy at the minute. I mean, my thoughts, my thoughts are, is, and, you know, there's a there's a show coming out later this week where we're going to look into the figures a lot more. Um, actually, feels on it, but um, with Kieran with the price of football. But I just JB has always had that if it looks as if we could make a, a solid move towards the playoffs and potentially an investment will will push us in that right direction. I just don't know with the amount of money what he's put in. And the way we're playing currently, if he would make a big, you know, a, a big spend on a player to bring in who could possibly help us at the current time, it's as if everything's against us. I agree with you, Paul, that the championship right now is open, fully open to, for us to be able to take it. But I just don't know if JB will be able to make a significant investment into a couple of players, what could pretty much put us on that run into it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. With that. It's a big gamble, really, isn't it? I mean, but I just feel like the foot is just so negative to watch. You know what I mean? It's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know, I know, how, I know how we are and finances and blah blah blah. But fuck, it's painful to watch. It's so painful to watch. But uh, 
Phil Gold. Paul, Paul, what, Paul, I, I wasn't seen by you yesterday, but for you, what was painful to watch about yesterday? Oh, do you know what? It's, I mean, like you just said, I agree. It was the players. I find it's very defensive, but the players yesterday didn't. They didn't want to know. They didn't really shut. It was the same at Luton. It was embarrassing. We got bullied off the park at home, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, like, make a bit more effort, you know. Like he can't be out there. The manager can't take. You know, you have to be accountable as a player. You're on the pitch, you know. But I think he sets up. It's very defensive, and he like I say five at the back, nine attack, and all that. I just feel like if we had a different manager, those set of players we got, I think we have got a good set of players. There's a good group of players. Would we play better football? Would we win more games with someone else in charge? But then what do I know? Do you know what I mean? But, so, I mean, look, do, we, do you, do you I, think... Go on, Phil, go on, tell your point. I, I was just going to ask, Paul, do you, do you think that we play quite good in entertaining attacking football with Birmingham? Well, I mean, I enjoyed the game. I thought it's one of the better games I've seen this season. Yeah, so it wasn't boring. No, it wasn't boring at all. I thought it was, you know, like you said, it's a bit that's of a... my point. He put the same team out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And I can, you, can, you can be nailed on. He didn't say to him, I'm going to put the same team out, yeah. but I want you all to play really defensively. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's probably prepared, <laughs> given them, he's probably prepared <laughs> them and given them exactly the same brief and said, this lot are bottom of the table. They haven't got any goal scorers. They haven't won in seven. They've lost 13 out of 22. I believe... We yeah. can impose our style on them, so I'm going to play the same attacking way that we played last week, mm. and then the players have gone out there and just not done it. No, they didn't show up. They look like they'd all been out on it all night. You know what I mean? It was. It looked, yeah, it looked like their Christmas party yeah. the night before. I'm sorry, one one second before you carry on, Paul. Look, if you want to get involved, we're going to keep this going until half past nine. If you want to get involved, just press the request button and we get your views on. So it's easy to do and we get you on to speak. Go on, Paul. Sorry, fella. No, that was it, man. I'm just glad he's only up the road so we can come back and we'll go again, won't we? But yeah, it is what it is. But uh, it is a bit frustrating, I ain't going to lie. Like I said, it ain't, it ain't as bad as like Spackman and the Jimmy Nickel days, but it's still, it's still, it's still bad. It's up there with it. On the uh, on your point about the money, Mickey, I think that, um, you know, and I'm definitely not, not knocking John Berylson because we'd be lost without him and anyone who's, oh, seen any tweet, anyone who's seen any of my tweets will know that. But what I would say is that he... I can't remember what year it was now. I think it might have been the Chris Wood season, you know, when he was relatively new to the club. And, you know, he, he, he came out with, uh, we'll do what it takes in the January transfer window. You know, we'll, you know we were used on that. In the, in the early days, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get into the Wood thing, but in the early days, he, 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 made, a, he made a few rickets where he'd come out and say he was going to really go for it and all the rest of it. And then we got to the January transfer window and almost did nothing. Um, well, and we've we've been yeah. in a position, and we've been in a position several times to push on in January. There's been a few seasons over the last however many years where we've been really well placed and a, and a, you know that extra little bit, and we've not done it. And I'm not knocking him because it may be the players weren't available, it may be we couldn't get the deals over the line, but I wouldn't have anyone holding their breath at the moment. And to be honest, looking at the figures, I I'm. Yeah, I'm just going to be very surprised. There's a great deal of activity in January, if I'm honest. No, look, I agree with you, and I think the way Dobbs two sets fell and you can come in. I think what 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 we don't understand is that it's all right if he suddenly sticks his hand in his pocket and say gives us five, six million or, or, or ten million to spend on players. The problem you've got then is that if we do make the playoffs um, as a as a gamble, then there's going to be extra charge. What's going to come to us for you know? Having to go into the prem and then having to obviously change our press, um, our press facilities around and and do some other bits and pieces. What are demands on the Premiership? So I think there'll be, it will be a lot more investment than just paying 
for a couple of, you know, for instance, a couple of strikers or, or, or a couple of players, what will, will make a difference? For I, us. I don't think that's really an issue, though, Mickey. To be honest, in terms of getting hundred million in the Premiership and spending no. three hundred thousand, no, you know, three it, quarters it, of a million on the stadium. I don't. But it, I'm really saying on the gamble side of it, though, it, it's that it's that gamble side, you know, of if we were looking as if, you know. We could kick on in January and we'd be up there. Then, yeah, I've, no, the, big, I've the bigger, the bigger risk is with the loss over the last two years. Is you know, firstly, there's apps. I could just nail it now. There'll be zero chance of six million pound being spent in January. By yeah, me no, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, we're getting quite close to FFP territory for us. Yeah, you know, so you know that it's just anyway. Um, no, I totally agree. Dobbs, what's your what's your view then, fella? You are big, you hear me right? Yes, mate, we can hear you. Don't yeah, know if we want to yet, but we can hear you. <laughs> Joe, I just want to pick up on what Phil said there, and he's got a valid point as it goes about the, uh, the the style he picked because, you know, he, he done what most managers would do. You know, we, we, we performed last week with, 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 that, with that team, that formation against Birmingham. So he's picked the same team. So you can't argue with Gary Rowett on that. He's picked a winning side. But, my point, and, 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 and before I go on to my point about Gary Rowett, the, the, the fact that he, who do we look at to blame first, the players? Yeah, that, that performance was, was just a fucking disgrace uh, yesterday. Absolute disgrace to the shirt, you know, in, in, in terms of, listen, win me a wall. We ain't Man City. I don't expect to win every single game. But what I do expect, if we go and lose a game, I can take it on the chin if they put the effort in. And that's saying they didn't fucking do yesterday. That's what wound me up, and I'm still living now. But where I've been, Gary, where I bring Gary Rowett in is because everyone in that stadium, not just in our end, everyone in that stadium, seen those two goals hitting the back of the net half hour before they did. So if we can see yeah. it coming, then why hasn't yeah. the manager seen that coming? Why hasn't the manager made those changes? We got we got players on yellow cards that, as I think it was TT picked up earlier on, they can't go as committed as they can because they're on yellow cards. Why is he taken to go 2-1 down 15 minutes from time before he then makes substitutions? That's my point. That's where I've been Gary Rowett into blame there. But the players, you know, it was un- un- unexcusable yesterday. But he always does substitutions late, though, doesn't he? But I think, to be fair, and that's exactly where I agree with, um, with Dobbs, is that, you know, he needed to get... At half-time... He should have seen the writing on the wall and got ahead, got ahead of the game. But he, he's a massively reactive manager, subs-wise. He, you know, he's almost never done anything different than that in his whole time with us. Do you know what I mean? He's, you know, how many times can anyone think of where he's made a first half change or even a half time change? He just, he just doesn't do it. And absolutely right. You know, the, the, the blame lays with the players for the first half. Second half, I think Rowett comes into it because. He should have made changes. The problem is that I think Evans and Mitchell by that point were on a card. And to be honest, we were losing bite in the midfield. But I'm not, you know, I don't know whether Savile's fully fit or not. Because obviously, you know, they pulled him out of the side. And maybe as you touched on earlier, there's some underlying issues or whatever. So they could have possibly brought Keefton Belt on. Um, but maybe he was thinking, if I bring Keefton Belt on, that's a really defensive change. How's people, you know, people are going to react to that negatively. Because he's a defensive player, so he would have, he would have definitely took their number ten down, though, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, but there's, mate, there's, there's loads of players on the pitch that should have dealt with that. And that Dembele is a really good player. You know, his touch, his movement. First half, it didn't come off for him. If you remember, he had that silly little air shot where we all laughed at him. But yeah. actually, he was really difficult to play against, and he kept dropping in between the lines. And he was nobody really wanted to pick him up. 
you know, maybe we should have, you know, maybe they should have said to Mitchell, just man mark him, but I just want you to get close and don't let him turn. You know, instead we kept diving in and I mean, I can't even count how many free kicks we gave away. It was, you know, there was a part of me that thinking was the ref was bent, but then I've watched some of it back on IFLO today. And to be honest, they were fouls. The players just, I don't know, yeah. it was just really poor. No, I agree with you. I see some of the some of the highlights and stuff, and it and it and stuff. While you were there, you looked at it, and you thinking, "Fucking hell, the ref's a bit can't happy and a bit fucking lights his whistle a bit." But watching some of that back, you're thinking, actually, that was quite justified, really. So, uh, so yeah. So Dolby home games. So you had the home games. Yeah, you you think that. Knowing us, we'll probably just come back and steam them. We talk about the games coming up. Yeah, I, I don't know anymore, mate. I really don't know. And and, and I was gonna—I know you're asking the questions, but I was gonna ask the question back to you. And then I was listening. I, I wanted to ask the question: Has Gary Rowett actually taken us forward? Does people believe that he's taken us forward? That's a good question. Because we, we're, talk, we're talking about the, the troubles we're having defensively. I think defensively we get, we, we've got worse this season. We've got worse. We're not scoring as many goals as we used to. So attacking, we've got worse. You know, I, think, I know it's all about what you want in terms of if, if you're happy just to stay in the championship, then I think Gary Rowe is your man. Because I, I think we're in a safe pair of hands with him in the fact that we're not going to get relegated. But... I think, and, and pick up on someone else's point, I think it was mentioned last week, it's a bang average championship. There ain't great sides out there. It, you know, there there's a yeah. few sides, there's a few small sides like us, and we're one of them that could, if we pushed it, and, and we've got a decent enough run going, which we can't seem to do, we can gatecrash those playoffs. So I, 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 I honestly ask the question, and I'm open to, to, to debate, you know, right. as we actually take this forward. There's a couple of people have opened. So, um, Alex, go on. I think from covering the club, look, from from seeing it from the Harry style, from the Rowett style, Rowett has, has moved the club forward. You know, he's moved them now to a very stable championship club. As Dob said, they're not going to suffer any problems towards the bottom end of the table. That's, that's not going to happen. I think the difference is, and what you've seen with Millwall particularly, is one season towards the... T- towards a playoff challenge, the second one, fighting to stay up. Now you're not going to get that. It's going to be consistent between flirting with the playoffs, I think, and genuine a mid-table thing. It's, it's going to be between here and there every season. I think you've got your two, probably two outstanding teams, which I think are Fulham and, and, and Bournemouth. But other than that, I do think it's wide open. Um, goals are a problem. Um and I think we've seen the focus of that more this season because the defence that has been so strong for so long um, is now faltering a little bit. Um, we're not used to seeing the goals going that have gone in, um, particularly this season. We're not used to seeing goals conceded from set pieces and particularly thing um, goals like headers. I mean, I think we conceded three headed goals last season, all season long. Um, and, you know, I... I I mean, we scored, I think we conceded three in 10 minutes at Cardiff. Minutes so, at Cardiff. So, so you're seeing a so big seeing difference, a difference there. Um, um, but, yeah, but yeah, I do think they've, I gone, do forward. Think they've gone forward. All right, same question then, Paul. Do you think Rowett's taking us forward? Then I'll come to you, Phil. 
Um, yeah, I think um, you, yeah, I think you might have had a decision. We are. I think we lack. We lack. When you're in the club, we have a, we have a four. You know, we go to we go to now with Raz. With Raz, offensive and it's a little bit slow. You know, I think yeah, he's giving yeah, he's giving. Paul, your 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 sound is is coming out, fella. Um, Shall I jump, jump in? There? Jump in there. Yeah, go on, Phil. I, I think it's, I think it's unarguable that we've moved us forward in the fact that we're more stable in the division. Division, but it feels, but it feels like, like we've switched. switched. Harris used Harris to attack, used to attack games, games and get one or two up, and then we hang on for dear life and probably end up drawing or losing. Whereas Rout does it the other way around. He stays tight till the end and then opens the game up a little bit. Um, so maybe that's just more pragmatic. Um, what I would probably counter to uh, Dolbs about that is, for me, I just think a number of players are going backwards. Do you know what I mean? Cooper doesn't look the player that he was. Um, you know, how many players are actually improving under this regime? I'm not sure that many are. Do you know what I mean? Bart is Bart. Hutch is playing like he did. You could say Danny Mack and um, Billy. You know, I suspect they probably would have played just as well under Harris, in all fairness. Um, but what players are really improving? You know, you look at all these other clubs and they've got players coming through and their players have great seasons. You know, it's basically Jed for us season after season. Yeah, no, look, I agree with that. So, um, Memory, have you got... Oh, on Rowett, before we come to your home island, we close down. Uh, do you think he's he's actually taking us forward, or do you think it's pretty much we we're just the same as per uh, Dolb's question? Uh, no, I, I agree. No, I, what's just been said? If if you're happy standing in the championship, then Rowett's your man. Um, but like you know, like everyone said, it's an open championship. And where would we be if we actually had a striker that's actually maybe got 10 goals this season? You know, that would have turned a couple of them draws into a couple of wins. Um, but no, I'm I'm not for Rowe. I've I've had enough of him. Um, um, I, I want him gone, I, I want to, be gone, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, no, no. No worries. Oh, Marlon, final word to you, fella. Um Good show tonight. Thanks very much for everyone to come in. We'll be back again probably. We might do this again next Sunday. But over, what's your thoughts on what Dob said? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, an, I interesting mean, an interesting one. When you try to break when it down with Rowett, it's, like, it's like... Uh, Mickey, I'll be on getting feedback from you, mate. Yeah, I think with Rowett, I do kind of feel like we've only, we are... I feel we have improved under him in a sense that, as Alex said, you know, we've been the top half championship side two seasons in a row now and you can't knock that. I do think it's a sense of be careful what you wish for. I, I personally don't like his football. I don't enjoy majority of the games he's had this season, but I do think he offers a bit of consistency. And you don't, as much as we say we've not won, say, four or five games in a row, we don't lose four or five games in a row either under Rowett, which is the only thing I can say, which is a good thing for him there. Because we don't lose every week in a sense where we're on a bad run. We can get out of it. It's just consistency is a real issue there because it's, it's, as someone said yesterday in a tweet, didn't they? We're bipolar Millwall. Um, and it's definitely at case this year. But I do think like now if, if we was to get rid of him, who would we bring in? I mean, I'm sure people will turn around and say Neil Warnock or something like that. But I don't know what the answer is. I think 
he has improved us just a little bit, but probably not as much as he probably hoped for, I think. No, look, I totally agree with you. Um, right, we're going to call this. Um, we're going to end it now. We'll be back. Um, or I'll, I'll probably end up doing this, hopefully. Omar will as well. And we do this next Sunday. And maybe we're, uh, we'll put it in the sections because I think there's been a good few points um, raised what we can carry on for for either one of our shows in a week or, or over to, to next Sunday, maybe. Um, if you enjoy this, then we do run a podcast and we do do a YouTube channel. You, all you need to do is search that Millwall pod if this is the first time you found us. We are trying to do this show as a um, mass interaction with, obviously, the fans. Many thanks to all the fans who took part today. Um, it was great to, to hear lots of different voices and different views. And hopefully, as we go forward each week, this will get larger and larger. This show will be out as a podcast, uh, hopefully within the next day or two. Um, and then if you missed anything from the beginning, you can be able to, to listen to it. But look, hopefully stay in touch. If you're not already following us on Twitter, then follow us and you will see when we stick the notifications out. You can find us across podcasts and YouTube, just that Millwall pod. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking part. And we'll see you all again next week. Many thanks. Sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.